Hello and welcome to Retroscript's Fireside Stories, Human Libraries. As always, I'm Kimberly Rivando-Rob, the owner of Retroscripts in Yanoya Untamed. Today, I'm enjoying a simple green tea with ginger. It's much needed <laughs> after the birthday my three-year-old had yesterday. Her Nana filled her up with sugar. Um, and my guest here today is Kathy Bales. Kathy enjoys mushroom coffee, and one of her favorite quotes is, everything is figureoutable which is by Marie Forleo. Forleo, yeah. There we go. And it also happens to be the title of her book, which is super exciting. And I'm sure we're going to hear a little bit more about uh, in a little bit. And she actually met the love of her life at 17 and they'd be married for 29 years and counting. That's impressive. We have four kids, one grandchild with a set of twins on the way. So she's going to be even busier. And Kathy and her family have actually been foster parents to many babies and pregnant moms. They've been temporary homes to students, hockey players, and adults, both single and couples, in transitional stages of their lives. Today, she has a coaching and corporate training practice, which has kind of happened by accident, which again, I'm sure you're going to tell me a little bit more about, but you lead a busy life by the sounds of it. It's a bit crazy. Yeah. Today, you'll be telling us a little bit about thriving within the chaos, which I'm excited to hear about. But Kathy, before you begin telling us the story, I need you to tell me a little bit more about this mushroom coffee and maybe a little more about yourself. Well, okay. Hello, and thanks for having me. Um, mushroom coffee, have you heard of mud water? No, I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> coffee is good. If you have like one cup a day, there's a lot of benefits to it. Mushroom coffee is kind of a blend of coffee with different kinds of mushrooms and dried up mushrooms, right? Like uh, chaga and all kinds of different ones. And they help with focus and your immune system and all this, basically a healthier version of coffee. It's less jittery than coffee and it has a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits and all that stuff. So if you're gonna have an, enjoy your coffee in the morning, then uh, mushroom coffee is a great way to enjoy an even healthier coffee cup. So cool. I'm going to try yeah. this. Yeah. It's uh, if you go to any health food store and ask for mushroom coffee. You'll uh -huh. find they have like mushroom hot chocolate. They have all kinds of things. Well, yeah. Good. I'm all about making, making uh, stuff that I put in my mouth have the biggest bang for its buck. That's kind of how I've approached things. Yeah. So that's for me, it's a great way. I tasted it. It wasn't bad. I know how to make it taste good. And if you're on TikTok at all, you would have seen mud coffee. It's kind of all the rage right now. So it's the same idea. It's, it's basically mushroom coffee. Very cool. That's why I haven't seen it, I guess. I'm not on TikTok yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have little kids. Right? I'm yeah. on all the social media stuff my kids are on. Amazing. This is why I talk to people like you. You fill me in with all what I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about yourself. I love your idea of really being conscious of what you're putting in your mouth and what you're eating and how it nourishes your body. Yeah. So uh, I am in the health industry uh, because of my own health experience. I have four kids. I had four kids under six. So I had four kids very quickly. And by, so my last child was born when I was barely turning 31 and my body fell apart and it was a long journey back to feeling human again. So I had weird, weird, like I got strep throat five times in one year. That's how sick I was. And I wasn't getting a lot of answers. Um, actually, they wanted to put me on Prozac. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I feel crappy. So that set me on a course of figuring out, like, I, if this is my, my life for the rest of my, I can't, like, you're, I couldn't even imagine. So Google is my best friend. I learned a lot through Google, but then eventually got really confusing. Yeah. 
And um, I ended up getting some official education, which I never thought I'd go back to school because I hated school as a kid. But this was like this rabbit hole of health that I just became really interested in because I thought I want to show up as my best self. And I don't really know what, like, there's so much conflicting information out there. I don't even know what the basic information is like keto, paleo, I don't know, keto, paleo, whatever. Very confusing. So the education set me on this course. I did it really for me and my friends because a lot of my friends after a certain age, right? We start having deficiencies and these deficiencies start showing symptoms and the symptoms don't necessarily have an illness, but you're kind of on the way to illness. It's like your body's way of saying something's off. You got to do something. So in an effort to want to have tools in my toolbox to help myself and the people that I love, I did this education to graduate. I needed to do case studies. My case studies became clients. My clients started referring. And next thing I knew, I had a business. I kind of had to figure it out, right? So it's been kind of five years of like figuring out what is what lights my fire because understanding the impact of what I call the five pillars of health. It's what I teach everybody. And if you're going to teach it, you got to live it. So, and then understanding the stress pillar being such a pivotal factor of the whole thing. Um, I've decided to kind of really focus on the stress pillar. So I, within the context of the five pillars of health, but that stress pillars become sort of my sweet spot and understanding that there's only 168 hours in a week. And I have, as you know, kids, grandkids, extended family, like foster kids and all that stuff. I just, I'm very conscious of what does it look like to have a business and do I want my business? And yes, I do. Cause it fills my cup, but where does it fit in the whole picture? So that's kind of where I've landed. This is so exciting for me because this is very much what I focus my life on as well. Not professional or anything like that, but um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself while you're talking. So I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was 13, which was, I told, I was told a game changer, you'll be in a wheelchair, all this stuff. I listened. And then in my twenties decided that what they're telling me, not really working with my life. I don't plan on canceling everything out and just kind of planning for that wheelchair. So I stopped taking all my medication, which I'm not saying for anyone listening, (laughs) necessarily do. I chose that route. I met with a naturopath and I've been on no medication since I was in my twenties. And, but it's listening. And she kind of trained me to listen to the different parts of my body, stomach, especially, and the knowledge I've gained, it's game changing. Exactly. Right. The body is an incredible machine, but it needs specific things to thrive. And if you don't know what those things are and you're not giving it to them, it's downhill from here. Right. So I had four kids very quickly. Kids take a lot of all your good stuff. So like you, I went to see a naturopath and she explained every kid is taking some things from you. And in North America, we send you back out after like, you know, a couple of days in the hospital, go back to your life. A lot of other cultures, they nurture the mom. They give her broths and all kinds of things. Like the whole family comes around her and all she does is take care of her baby and everything else is done for her because they understand the value of replenishing the body that's just been through the ringer. I didn't know any of that. So I have kid after kid. By the fourth kid, my, my body was like, no, up. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Except there was no disease yet. I was well on my way to disease though. And I'm sure that if I had ignored it and continued to press through, which is what most of us do now, because, you know, that's just my new normal. I just like you refuse. I'm like, no, I'm not going on Prozac. I'm not depressed. My body's giving me clues. I feel like I need a good vitamin 
because I'm really close to an expiration date. <laughs> right? That's how it felt. And then they do it, well, go see your pharmacist. And my pharmacist like didn't really know what to do. So my naturopath kind of explained my body. And that was the beginning of me understanding that I need to nourish this body if I wanted to serve me well. Yep. And to serve the others that you love. I, I... Yeah. And it's not just food, although food is like, has a huge impact, right? But it's those five pillars, food, moving your body, having good restorative sleep, stress management. It's that insidious, crappy thing that's like uh, everywhere and wreaks havoc on everything, right? And then community and relationships. If you don't have a good community around you, you don't need a thousand friends. You need a couple of friends or people in your life that you can rely on, that you can do life with. It's pivotal and they all matter. And if you, you can do like you know, a lot of people do nutrition and they'll new, they'll do exercise and they'll be like, I'm doing all the right stuff, but I'm not feeling better. It's actually only two out of the five that you're addressing here. They all matter. They all contribute to the overall picture. So now you have this toolbox of like, okay, let's assess. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm eating well, but my sleep hasn't been so good. So I got to work on my sleep or I don't know how to manage my stress properly. That stress load. Like a lot of people don't think about, or they think of the emotional stress, but there's a stress load. And what is, what does that mean? So that's, that's what I love doing is just equipping people because information is power, right? Once you start understanding this machine, you're like, I know what to do to help me. Yes. And it's very empowering. Yeah. Then you start the simple changes and it's magical when you see someone start to see those. And then you want to keep going. It's infectious exactly. in a great way, right? And exactly. my, my wife and I are the same way. Uh, we want to live and thrive. We don't want to just live to survive because yes. not the way we want to function. So it's like totally my language right there. Oh, I love it. Life like is that. too short to just be in survival mode. Too short. We want to have fun. And like our backyard is our garden, food everywhere. Like everyone laughs at us because we're in the city, but there's corn growing, all the different things. One day we will have our farm where we can truly grow. But right now I don't want to be stressed out regardless of where I'm living. So it's like changing your life to fit with your style. And that's right. I don't know if you agree, but letting go of the culture that we kind of are programmed yes. to understand as kids. Yes. It's dangerous in a way in my mind. The go Well, and those are like foundational beliefs, right? And and we need to look at those foundational beliefs to see if they're still serving us because the world is different than it used to be. And so being able to look at it objectively, not with judgment, just an objective awareness of what are my thought patterns and what are the ones that are keeping me stuck and what can I do about it? And then reaching into your community, that kind of stuff you have to do with people. We're stronger together. We're better together. So you link arms with people that have similar goals and dreams and you move together. It's really inspiring. It is. What are your thoughts? I'm trying to think how to phrase this appropriately. Um, I get a lot of people say, I can't do this because I don't have money. And I'm like, I'm not rich. You don't have to be rich to make these changes. What are your no, thoughts on no. that? I totally agree. Yeah. I think that the I can't is um, it's a trap. And I think if you switch the I can't language to I won't, <laughs> it's different, right? Like really looking at the can't you, there's not a lot of things we can't do. And if you're really motivated, like, you know, I don't have time to work out. I can't work out. I don't have time. But if your favorite actor was going to come to your door, you'd make time for that. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like starting to look at life a little bit more intentionally. What do you want? You get nothing for nothing in this life. So you got to choose your heart. It's hard to be feeling crappy, overweight, not healthy. And it's hard 
to find health and to work on your health. Choose your heart, right? It's hard to be uh, financially stable, like to save, to do all those things. It's hard to never have money and to like, so you got to choose your heart in life. And it's, it's like that. When I look at the five pillars, it's like that for all five pillars. None of it is easy. It's hard to not be in a good place and it's hard to thrive. Choose your heart. I've never heard that before. Choose your heart. I love that. It makes a lot of sense. And a lot of the choices we make, I think sometimes are the easy choice, which is nothing. Don't do anything and just stay stagnant. And then change never happens. And you fall down that rabbit hole of or upset or depressed or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Getting that's interesting. No, and it, it's, it builds on itself, right? Like there's a book called The Slight Edge, and really it's those micro choices, right? Right now I can go to McDonald's, get, get that burger because I'm craving that, or I can make myself something that's a little more nourishing for my body. Mm-hmm. In this slight one decision, let's say I pick here, I've moved the needle a little bit higher. It's that slight edge. It's all these small decisions that start adding up. And then like you said, you make small steps to sustainable changes. If it's not sustainable, it's probably not for you, right? Sometimes you have to do something for a short time to kind of start kickstart something, but finding sustainable things that work for you to improve your lifestyle, to improve your health, that's where the magic happens. And it's a process, right? And it's that, that micro decision. I want that bag of chips. Well, maybe instead of saying no to that, just have like a little bowl with a few and then like counteract that with a nice, healthy, robust super salad. So life is about choices really in the end. Right. And uh, I've said that to my kids. all the time. So my, my program, when I, when I work with my client, I call it, it's living by design, right? It's like that holistic approach to living your best life, but living by design has been my language with my kids enough that they're like, I know we're living by design. Like <laughs> it's just, it's part of the DNA of the, the fabric of this family. Yeah. Um, and it's been good. Uh, and, and really in the end, that's what life is. It's, it's, you got to make choices. Life's about choices. How cool is it that your kids heard that and listened to it? Cause I never heard that growing up. I, there's a lot of things I wish I could have heard of being taught, but that's yeah. the past. But now that we have kids and we can teach our children this, they have like one leg up, like a whole they do. step up because they're already in that mentality. Right. And I say that to my kids all the time. I'm like at your age, it wasn't even on my radar, all this stuff. And that's why I ended up behind the eight ball in the end. Right. But like you understand the impact of your choice. So it's really interesting because I mean, they are 20 year old kids. And so they're in that party scene and they drink excessively and they do it by choice. (laughs) And so they'll go hard on the weekend. And then during the week, they're like, oh, I just need a good salad. Like it's like their body's telling them. Right. But I didn't have that in my twenties. I'd like, I'll go hard on the weekend and then, you know, go back to my regular life and go to McDonald's and, you know, all the things that like, you just get yourself behind the eight ball, but they're better at paying attention to the clues their their bodies are giving them. And, you know, it's, it's a product of me having gone through that and they've watched me, they, they hear me, they see what I do for a living. You just, it's biosmosis. It's not because I'm teaching them because you're not a prophet in your own home. That's kind of how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that, but also it's still in there ruminating and they'll have it to grab to grab onto when they need it. So, and I love that you brought that up because I'm a big believer that 
a lot of the things and the traumas and all this stuff that happened to me, I passed down to my daughter, not on purpose, but just, just by being from me, she absorbed a lot of that. And I've been focused on not necessarily taking that back, but just changing the way she looks at it. So Rob's, my last name's Rob, we can be very hot-headed, very reactive, and I'm aware of that. And it's something I've kind of managed over the years by breathing and doing different techniques. But when I see it come out in her now, she, and because she's my daughter, I'm kind of biased, but this morning she picked up her calm book and went and sat on the stairs. And I said, don't go near the stairs. I need moments, mom. (laughs) Went and sat and sat with her book. And that's one of the things we told her, if you're going to pitch a fit or something, just go sit and read a book. But she did it. And I was she didn't want to hear me say to do it, but she'll do it. And I'm like, yeah. wow, like they actually take this stuff in. And they even do. though they seem like they're ignoring me and they, all that she's taking it. So mm-hmm. my favorite thing is when you've told them things like for years yeah. and it's like in one ear and out the other. And then all of a sudden they'll say it out loud. Like they heard it on TikTok or some kind of influencer and like big concept. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Argh. And yet it's just, they need to figure out when they're ready, the information goes in. But it's like with anything in life, right? You don't learn stuff when you see it one time, like training a child is about repetition. And it's like with all of my clients, the more that you repeat certain things, it starts sinking in. The first time you hear it, you get something. The second time you get more, the third time you get more. That book uh, from Marie Forleo called Everything is Figureoutable. It's my motto in life. Like I've lived my life that way. And I've I've read that book, listened, audio booked that book many times because she just has such a great way of just putting together language around what I already believe and know. But it's like the more that you input it from different sources, the better. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, life is interesting. It is. And it's fun and it's crappy and it's everything in between, right? It's exactly. And you kind of have to accept all of it because you're, you don't learn through the good times. You learn through the hard times. And so you have to accept the hard times and move through the hard times. Right. So it's interesting. I love that you kind of talked about your clients as well, because obviously your clients are children, but we all kind of are children in our minds in some ways, because we're learning and we have to take that step back. And I noticed with my wife, like I have to almost crack open a door and leave it open a little bit, like with little tidbits, and then she'll come through and hear it. Um, Not that she is stubborn or, well, yes, actually she's Italian. She's very stubborn, but not that she can't (laughs) learn this stuff on her own, but like she has to want to learn it. And then the same with me as well. I have to want to see the change and what it's actually going to do. So that makes total sense to me. Yeah. If you're not ready for the change, it doesn't matter, but it doesn't mean you don't say it as a parent, right? Like if you feel called to say something, you say it, whether it lands or doesn't land, that's not yours to do. Yours is to just follow your heart and say the things that you feel called to say, and then let it take the person wherever it is that they need to go. Letting go without that outcome is like the biggest work as a mom to do, right? As anybody can do. That's something I learned I think it was probably two years ago. And only this year did it actually stick in my brain. Yeah. You know, I'm very type A goal oriented. Like I think I can make stuff happen and that comes yes. from childhood. But when I let go, holy crap, things started happening and just falling into places and it was fun, right? Yeah. I, I need to make this. It's like instead of white knuckling it, you're like, you're open <sighs> to this thing and like better things than you ever even thought could happen happens, right? It's magical. So- I love it, it is magical. I love it. 
Yeah. A lot of synergy here, huh? There is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is so cool. Um, <laughs> I think I've probably told you, but I'm a giant book nerd. Love books. It's the way I grew up, always with a nose in the book. And I kind of think of life as a book too. And it helps me, and probably you would agree, that each chapter is something different. But in life, you're so always learning. And maybe one chapter you fall back again into some routine, but the next chapter you pick it up again and you start all over. Do you find kind of the same thing? Like the I same do. Idea? I do. Life is not linear, right? It's, it's messier than yeah. that. And things you think you learned, some challenge happens in your life and you're like, oh, there's a whole other layer of this thing that I learned. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, I mean, I think of life as a nonstop learning thing until my last breath, I'll just continue to be on this journey of moving towards what I hope is a better and better version of who I was created to be. That's my hope, right? Love it. So you don't have to answer this, but who is the better version of who you are today? Like what kind of things are you hoping to develop in the future and grow into? Well, full disclosure. I, I think of myself as having been driven a lot by anger and understanding the power of my emotions and being uh, more capable of uh, switching and resetting, like understanding what that's done, that does in the filter that I see the world through if I'm in that state mm-hmm. and being able to switch that with a better lens and how that affects how I take in the information versus this way has been a game changer for me. And so just that has helped me be a much calmer person, much open, much more open person. Like instead of being in this state, I'm constantly working at staying in this open state of excitement and, you know, openness to whatever's coming my way. And let's, and interestingly, that at the root of that anger was fear. And I think a lot of us struggle with fear and it comes out different ways. It comes out in depression for some people or anxiety, or for me, it was anger. If I was, if I was afraid, I was angry. If I was like, that's just, that was my baseline uh, emotion. And I would say it's not anymore. So I want to encourage everybody that you are not who you are today. Like there are, there are so many great tools out there and they're not hard. They're actually pretty simple. They're not easy. And and that there's a difference, right? There's simple. And then there's easy. It takes work. It takes commitment, just like working out to have a stronger body. You have to you work out to understand your emotions and take charge of them so that you um, are not a victim of your emotions. They don't start taking over for your life and then they cause a whole lot of chaos, right? Exactly. So, um, that whole idea of um, being able to move through that chaos to a place of being able to thrive mm-hmm. is where I love working with people, people who are ready to do that work. Um, that's, that just fuels my fire, lights me up. Love it. I love that. That's awesome. And I love that you touched on the idea that things show up for different people in different ways. I read an article about how depression in movies and TVs has kind of warped how we think of depression because it doesn't always come out of that sad person in bed can't get out. Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. Anger is often a symptom of or a way to show depression. Mm -hmm. And I had never even thought of that before. Mm -hmm. And it's almost once you think about it, you can start accepting other people 
not accepting, but understanding maybe why they react the way they react and where they're coming from. Because I think people are less likely to say I'm depressed. They won't tell you that, right? Yeah. I think it provides grace towards other people, right? A little bit more patience and grace so that we're not all the same. We all have our stuff that we're dealing with that we're trying to move through. And once you start fully grasping that, you become more patient when people aren't showing up as their best self. You don't start putting stories all over it. You're like, huh, curious, right? I wonder what's going on there. Yeah. It's just a different way of looking at the world. And, and that lens is once you start being aware, objectively aware of the lens you're looking at the world through and trying to stay rooted in what do you actually know versus what are the stories you're putting onto that? It becomes really transformative. Yeah. I've said before, and I know a lot of people disagree, but like if everybody worked to do this kind of thought, the world would be a totally different place, completely different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I call that heart connection, right? Like when you're not operating from this place of judgment and head and you really go to the heart part and, and try to connect at a heart level with someone, you, you just become more, I don't know, open and patient and all of that. Very much so. so. Yeah. I love that. So what would you say to the person who's watching today and is interested in what you're doing, and what you're saying, how, what's something they can do just to start? beyond going to your website and everything, what can they do in their lives to start? I think that um, I would say step one is to create a space between the trigger, that initial reaction and the action that you're going to take. It's like a pause button, you know, like Staples has like easy button. So let's have a pause button. And that pause button creates time to observe and make a choice instead of just react. That's like the beginning of awareness. And the minute you start being aware of patterns, change happens, whether you're successful at it it or not. Being able to acknowledge and be aware of your patterns starts the ball rolling. And then there's so many great books out there. I mean, so many great books out there. And it's really about developing awareness awareness that's what it is like you said I feel like it's like a continuation of school like yeah. I know school, I'm not a school person either like I did well but um, I did the way it was taught but it's just like the school of life almost like you have school of life. yeah and then like find people like you that are inspirational that like keep talking about these things of like yeah. you know small and here's the thing our bodies you know emotions are just clues of what's happening into our bodies Mm-hmm. And the, the interpretation of what's happening to our body is, is, I mean, think of anxiety and excitement. Physiologically, mm-hmm. they feel the same, right? Your heart rate, your heart rate goes up, you get sweaty palms, uh, you, you get a little jittery, your, your breathing changes. So starting to look at those things and just understanding that you're not stuck there. Mm-hmm. What can you do about it? And it starts with calming the body and br- the breath. Simple thing, right? Breathing exercises have been around for literally centuries. Why? Because it works. It works like calming the body so that your body can actually engage in a better, healthier way with whatever's happening in the outside. So the minute you feel that inner chaos, right? To conquer that inner chaos, it starts with the breath. Slow down and deepen your breath. You don't need to take a thousand breaths. Just take a few. What do we do when we're like, you know, this, this instinct that we have to go like, well, when you're in this, focus on your breath. That's where you should focus on. That's step one. 
to anything. That creates that pause between the reaction and the reaction that you're going to have, like your trigger and the reaction. So, you know, breath works work. Gratitude practices work. Our brains are malleable, right? So we have that negative negativity bias. We're trained to look for danger. That's how it was. So we have to train our brain, just like we train our muscles to look for things that we can appreciate and be thankful for. It doesn't happen on its own. You have to practice that. And there's physiological reasons why and how it affects your nervous system. Like there's a whole science behind it. And I love that because everything that I teach is all steeped in science and research. It's like, once you understand this machine, your nervous system, what you can do to help it and to like, you're no longer scared of what's coming at you. You're like, I know what to do. It's very empowering. Cause you've seen it, you know, what might be coming. Seen it. And, and it's the kind of stuff you can teach to little kids. It, right. Yeah, and definitely. Exactly. So, but you can't do it if you don't know it. So you got to learn it somehow. Right. Exactly. With the mm-hmm. breathing. I once had, I think it was a friend. I don't even remember who said it, but she was kind of into this way before I was. And she's like, if you get stressed out again, because I was having trouble with my breathing, like you're talking about anxious, just the first thing to go is I couldn't get that air down. Yeah. She's like, ask yourself what you're feeling. What are you feeling? And I was like, I know what I'm, she's like, no, no. What are you really feeling? And when I did that kind of forced me to breathe because I wasn't thinking about the tightness and all that, but I figured out that I wasn't, I thought I was angry or I was frustrated. I wasn't at all. It was something totally different, but I just didn't know. I didn't have the words or the capacity to know what it was. And so it's been years, probably over 15 years since that happened. But the first thing I do now when any emotion comes up, great or bad, is what am I feeling? Mm. And you stop and kind of feel it. And you can kind of, I picture it going through my veins and everything and really letting it flow. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting and like oh that's what it is yes oh what I first thought right and the important thing is to do that without judgment you're just curious right it's a it's a question it's a curious question what am I feeling it's a valid question but you don't know unless you ask that question otherwise you're just not reactive 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 and that's not a productive way to live it's not it's not Mm -hmm. we've seen in the world what that happens I love it All right. So we're almost at the end of our time, but if you could leave something for the viewers and listeners, or if you wanted to add anything in, this is your opportunity to do that. Add anything in. I don't know. Do you have any ideas for me? (laughs) You've given us a lot of nuggets already. Um, (laughs) What are you focusing on right now? Like something new that you're working on understanding? You know what? Um, The living by design thing is, is real. Mm -hmm. I am always feeling torn between my business, the people I love, my kids, my grandkids, like my daughter lives in Tennessee. So visiting with them. And if I want to know my grandkids, it takes time and energy, but not a little bit of time. It's like 12 hours to get there. So it's like two traveling. It's like a whole week thing. If I, so prioritize understanding that we only have 168 hours in a week. We all do. We all have the exact same amount of time and being really mindful of where that time is come is going because you'll never get it back. And so doing that exercise, that intentional exercise, that living by design exercise of, of looking, where's my time going? Are they, are the things I'm spending my time in regenerative or are they draining? And if there's more draining than regenerative things, then the balance is off. You're losing the battle. And eventually you'll get 
some physiological evidence of that. So being really mindful of what am I doing that's regenerative, that's filling my bucket yeah. versus emptying my bucket. And then being intentional of that balance being healthier so that you can show up. You, we can't give from an empty bucket. No, so we got to manage that bucket really, really intelligently and understanding that. And we don't often understand what is depleting. Like the minute you have a small emotional reaction, I call those pinpricks in my bucket, right? Like we have a laundry room and there's like shoes and to get to the laundry, you have to pass through the shoes and there's like a shoe rack. You think, you know, put the shoes in the shoe racks or not in the door. So every time that I have my basket and I can't see and I trip in those shoes, I have a pinprick reaction. Mm -hmm. That's emptying my bucket. Yeah. One pinprick, not a big deal. But if you have five, 10, 15, 30 pinpricks in a day, next thing you know, your energy bucket is empty. And you're at the end of the day going, I'm so exhausted, but nothing happened today. Yeah. Well, maybe you were at the grocery store and you were in that line with the person that had like a thousand price checks with her in front of you, right? Emotional reaction. Somebody cut you off, emotional reaction. You hit traffic, emotional reaction. Your coworker said something, emotional reaction. If you're not mindful of those little pinpricks throughout the day, you end up behind the eight ball. Yeah. And so it has to be counteracted with other things that are regenerative, right? And really dialing into the aspect of, if I don't have, like in the grand scheme of things, freaking out about the traffic isn't gonna move the traffic any faster. So my job is to save my energy here. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard, Love right? That. Yeah. But that mindfulness, right? That's the mindfulness work of understanding where's my energy going? Mm-hmm. Is it a, a good thing that it's going there? And if it's wasted there, then it's my job to stop wasting it there and yeah. to put it somewhere that's more helpful, more useful, more regenerative. Yeah, that's so interesting. It makes total sense to me. I love the pinprick idea. And I feel like I'm going to tell somebody else about this that I know because uh, it all adds up, right? And it, it does. your health after a long time. I'm excited for the month of August. The month, Each month, I kind of pick a new focus, something to just try out and see if it works. And I think your idea of the light by design, I'll be following you a lot closer on social media and all your websites and everything. But I love that idea, really looking at where am I spending my energy and what am I doing? So that's interesting. Yeah. The thing is, is I'm not super uh, busy on social media. I need to be, but it's a pinprick for me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been really busy this summer with trips with family, like I'm really investing in family. I'm, I'm caught between young adult kids and aging parents. Mm -hmm. And I'm mindful, like, I don't know how much longer my mother-in-law and my parents are going to be around and they live in Montreal. So I have to travel from Toronto to Montreal. Like nobody's really close. This world is big. (laughs) So it takes a lot of time and energy. So this summer, that's kind of where I'm spending my time, but I I will try and be more intentional about social media because I I want people to know this, like it's such foundational things and it's not rocket science, but if you don't know, you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. You're a hundred percent, right? Exactly. hundred percent. So for anyone listening or watching us, please reach out to Kathy if you have any questions. As you heard, she's not necessarily on social media, but I'm sure she's willing to just answer an email here and there and pick her brain, sign up for courses and all that. Uh, I know I just learned a lot. I thought I knew a lot, but there's so much (laughs) more to know, right? So Yes, always. Interesting. 
I appreciate you coming on the show and Thanks hopefully I can have me. you on again in the future because I yeah. have more questions. Um, but this was magic. Amazing. It was great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like we're like connecting. Right. Great. I'm, I'm a big fan. It's all about. I love what you do as well. I think it's amazing. Thank you very much. Well, thank Bye. you again for coming on the show. I love this. I'll have you back again soon and you enjoy yes. your summer. Have an amazing time with all the travels and the family. Thank you. And you enjoy your summer as well. And until the next time. Sounds great. Bye Thanks again. Now.